0: Welcome! You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello and welcome back, my friend. I'm excited about this wine. It, by the way, if this is your first time here, welcome to my family. And I hope you find this conversation interesting enough to stick around. By all means, feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Because after all, why would you want to come look for me again when you can just have the episodes downloaded to your device? Makes a lot of sense to me. So I've been looking forward to this episode for quite a while. We're going to be talking about the most powerful tool in your manifesting arsenal. Not only is it a powerful manifesting tool, it is also a powerful personal development tool. Probably the most powerful. And I'll go one further. This tool is one of the most powerful ones you can use to enhance your spirituality, your sense of connection to all that is. You see, whether we want to manifest something or initiate personal change... What we are really after is this positive feeling we expect to have on the other side of that change or that manifestation. Now consider for a moment, what is that feeling you have when you get exactly what you want? Is it joy, satisfaction, appreciation? Well, in the vein of law of attraction, in the context of law of attraction, you attract that which you are a vibratory match for. Okay, so what does that mean? I mean, we talk about vibration quite a bit in the, the realm of manifesting, feeling good, attracting what you want. But what vibratory rate do you want to be vibrating at? I mean, it's somewhat ambivalent, isn't it? Well, Neville Goddard gave us an indication on what that vibrational rate should be. He said to be a point of attraction, assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled, the intention fulfilled. So again, what is that feeling of a wish fulfilled? I think it's joy, satisfaction, and appreciation. I mean, we're really thankful for those things. Like when we get it, oh my God, I just love it. Don't you? Well, here's the big reveal. The greatest manifestation tool ever is gratitude. You may respond, gratitude? What's, that's it? I already know this. I thought we were going to get some big reveal, some sexy, seductive concept that uh, I was missing. I mean, I've heard of gratitude. I know gratitude's a good idea. Well, unless you are waking up every day, totally in love with life, excited about all the possibilities that lie ahead for you, and no matter what happens, from moment to moment, positive or negative, so to speak, and you don't have an undercurrent of peace, love, and joy, well, you may be missing something. So stay with me till the end. I want to take this somewhere where you might not have taken it before. So let's begin by defining gratitude. If you know anything about me, you know I love words. The origin of words, their use how a word can change or impact our thinking, and even our neurology, our biochemistry. Language is the structure of conscious thought. And when we change our language, when we change our communication, well, let me say it a different way. When you control your language or internal communication, we control our reality. So when you look up gratitude in the dictionary, it's defined as a noun. And it is the state of being grateful. Now, even though it is a noun, it doesn't really qualify by the definition of a noun. You can't point to it. You can't hang it on a wall. You can't pull it around in a wagon. It doesn't really exist in time and space. It is a concept of mind. A state of being. So to really begin gaining control over it, we want to turn it into a verb or an action statement now, the root word of gratitude it comes from Latin. It's gratis. Now, gratis is closely related to grace. And the term grace, which I think is really important in this conversation, means the freely given, unmerited favor, and the unconditional love of the divine. Now, why I think that is important is that the things that come to you are not coming to you because you deserve it or because you earned it. The things, circumstances, different activities that are being drawn to you, attracted to you, are done so out of unconditional love from the universe, just because you asked, just because you were a match for it. Now, since I brought up the divine, God, goddess, all that is, does not require gratitude from you. It doesn't require your thankfulness. Again, it's given, everything is given to you unconditionally, just because you're loved. Now, I remember giving a talk on gratitude at Fort Worth Unity Church. I was brought in to do the Sunday service in the absence of the pastor who is on vacation. Uh, But I spoke about gratitude, and I made this statement that God does not require your gratitude, your appreciation. And a woman raised her hand and said, I-, I think I disagree with that. Can you explain that? And I asked her, do you have children? And she said, yes. I said, are they thankful and appreciative for everything that you give them? And No. And the audience kind of chuckled. Um, do you stop giving to them because they don't appreciate it? or seemingly don't appreciate it. She said, no, you give because you love them unconditionally. You almost know that they're not going to get the full value, the scope of what you're giving them. You do it because you're a good mother. And I said that it is closely the same with God, God as old it is. Things are given to you with no expectation that you have to say, thank you very much. So why is gratitude mentioned in spiritual texts? If the divine doesn't need our, our thanks and, and gratitude, what's the purpose of gratitude? I believe that the divine has given us gratitude as a gift to us, so we get the value of it. You see, when we're in the practicing of gratitude, we appreciate and we acknowledge the value of what's been given to us or what has shown up in our life. So, if I was to leave you with a working definition of the term gratitude, it would be the act of giving and receiving. I thought it was just in the receiving. The giving aspect is giving acknowledgement, declaring the value, and receiving grace. Again, when we're in the receiving, it is has nothing to do with deservability, being good or good enough, or that you earned it. Again, just because you asked. And I admit, I admit that a lot of times we have bounty that comes to us through our effort or through our action. And in the in law of attraction, we're going to be talking about taking inspired action, getting aligned first before you act. But coming back to gratitude here, When we express our love and appreciation for what we receive, we acknowledge that we like this and that we're open to receive more. I think I was 28 when I first heard the term, you always get more of what you're thankful for. Not always in physical form, but always energetically. When we acknowledge it and are thankful, we tend to get more things to be thankful for. Let me put it a different way. Let's say that you're going to give a gift to a friend or a loved one and you actually do some research and you figured out something that they would really like, they would really appreciate. You go through the effort, you order it on Amazon or wherever else you go to the store who does that anymore, but uh, you get the gift and you're so excited to give it to them. And the divine is always excited to give you things that you've asked for, but you give this gift to your friend. And they say, oh, I didn't expect this. Well, Okay, thanks. And you know, they're not really excited. Don't, they don't seem like they're really appreciative. In fact, the next time you go over to their place, uh, the gift is still in the wrapper on the shelf uh, in the back of the kitchen. Now, just based on their response, how likely are you to go through the effort and buy them another gift? And contrast that with, you know, them being over the top with appreciation. Oh my god, I love this. This is perfect. You shouldn't have, but I appreciate it so much. You're going to want to give them stuff again and again because it's just so, it's just so exciting the fact that they're receiving it that way. See, there's a such a profound shift in the energy around that, is there not? Absolutely there is. Now, I understand that some of you may feel as if you don't really have too much to be thankful for. You know, life might have been somewhat difficult. You might have lost your job. You might be on the other side of a divorce or going through a divorce or a custody battle. You may be dealing with uh, addiction or someone you know is dealing with addiction. and Or it's a career thing. And it's like everything feels so heavy. And as you look around, it's just so hard And almost impossible to think about finding anything to be thankful for. Especially when you take stock of your current condition. Now, understand in the law of attraction, we always get what we focus on. We always attract that or something similar to what we're focusing on. So if we're focusing on lack, if we're focusing on what we don't like, we're going to get more of the same. We don't draw to us what we intend. We draw to us that which we're a vibratory match for. What are we emotionally connected with? What is our vibration? How are we being? How how is our heart aligned with our body? That state is the energetic vibration that we're sending out in the world and say, give me more of the same. But if we were to step into the idea of gratitude, we would look for low hanging fruit. We'd actually lower our standards, so to speak, as I say. Lower your standards for what you're willing to be thankful for. I got up this morning. I'm breathing. There's running water. Everything's intact. Everything that I went to bed with is still there. So I love and appreciate the fact that I'm breathing that I get to take another breath, that I have another opportunity for the day. I understand that my point of attraction is right now. So if I can shift my awareness, if I can shift my focus, I can create something totally new in the next moment. Now, one question that I can offer up for you to help shift your focus is to ask something like, you're curious. I wonder if I were to be thankful for something in my life, What could I, might I be thankful for? And this is where I usually take the advice of Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist's Way. Now, she was talking about creative writing, but she always said, begin where you are. So I would start looking in my immediate environment. What am I currently thankful for? I'm thankful for my microphone, because I get to communicate to you via the, the interwebs and through the airwaves. I'm thankful for my computer. I'm thankful for my office, the soundproofing in my office, because I hear kids <laughs> yelling in the other room, and it doesn't come through. So begin where you are. Look around your environment. Look at your current life. What are you appreciative of? I can remember when my I had a car that was uh, not the, the pride of General Motors. It, it was several years old, but... I was thankful for the fact that it ran and it got good gas mileage. It was a fairly reliable automobile. I was thankful that it did its job. It got me from here to there. It got me to clients. It got me to, you know, to my job at the time. But I really did uh, think about all the things I was thankful for about that car. And the more I associated to those things that I loved and appreciated I began thinking about my next vehicle purchase. And before long, I was driving the car that I really wanted, which I drew to me, and it was several thousand dollars under the price that I had been seeing around. So I literally attracted the car that I wanted at the price I was very happy to pay. So I want to circle back to this idea that what we focus on, we tend to draw more of into our experience. Now, in the field of psychology, we talk about state dependent learning or state associative thoughts. So in a particular state of mind, whatever your emotional state, let's say it's anger, you tend to draw other things that fuel that anger. You draw other thoughts, draw other vibratory ideas that match the vibration you're in, and you just become more and more seated in your anger. Or let's take another tact and call it depression or sadness. Now, when you're not feeling all that wonderful and somebody else walks in the room and is all hunky-dory and singing and it's like, you have no tolerance for them because they don't match your vibration. You don't even really want anything to do with them. And if they were to say, just change your thinking, think positive. It's like, get out of here. Because it it doesn't resonate, not that current state of mind. Contrast that with gratitude and what's present. There's joy, love, appreciation, interest in life, interest in what's coming next, excitement. You know, it's, it's a completely different energy. And when you're riding high, when you're in love with life in the way everything is going, nobody can rain on your parade. Or if they do rain on your parade, you are so appreciative of the rain. It makes things grow. It makes things fresh. I love it. You see, at any given moment, your emotional state is equivalent to a biochemical signature or a a cocktail of biochemistry in your body. A particular biochemistry expresses itself as a feeling. The feeling of gratitude, appreciation, and joy, that's a cocktail of dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, endorphins, all feel good chemicals, all designed to elevate your mood. Not only does it elevate your mood, but it also sustains life. It promotes life, or promote it, blah, blah, blah. it promotes growth, as opposed to lower vibration feelings that sit on the side of fear and scarcity. Those are a cocktail of cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine. Those are not the, those are the stress chemicals. And those do not promote life. They do not promote health. So gratitude not only makes you feel better. It not only makes you more of an attractor for the things that you do want, but it also enhances your health. It enhances your healing. Let's shift this just a little bit and talk about relationships. Because I often say, you know, when we practice gratitude, that we tend to fall in love with life. If not for the first time, we fall in love again. Now, when you think about when you fall in love with a person or a project, we'll just say a person for now, makes it simpler. When we fall in love with a person, we begin identifying and appreciating all these little things about them. And we focus on those things. We associate the inside, like we bring them right up close. When we associate, we are connected to that feeling. We're connected to the appreciation. We're connected to that thing. Like, oh my God, no one has ever done that before. Or they're so special. And then you tend to overlook all the little things that potentially could be nagging to another person or irritating to another person. We just ride right over that because that's not what we're looking at. And when we're connected and appreciating, associated to those things that we love and appreciate about them, recounting them again and again and again, that's all we can think about are the things we love and appreciate about that person. We change our biochemistry. We literally become a manifester, a tractor, like... Success begets success. The more you're in that state, the more life just seems amazing and rosy and just, oh, you know what I'm talking about. But let's contrast that to three months down the road, six months, a year later. And you tend to not focus on all the things you love and appreciate the same way. And because you're in different states of mind, You know, you have some tough days, maybe an argument or a disagreement here or there. Then you start shifting your focus on the things that you don't necessarily like as much or the things you don't appreciate (laughs) to that degree. And if you think about how the picture is in your mind, you tend to create a little dullness to that relationship. You actually begin to fall out of love. And frankly, it's your own doing. It's because you've been focusing on the things you don't like and you get more of what you don't like. You can shift that by, again, focusing on the things that you love and appreciate about this person, love and appreciate about the unique aspect of this particular relationship. What do they bring to you? What do they make available for you? Who do you get to be in their presence? Now, here's a little brain hack. One way to access those feelings, again, if it's been a while, is to think back to how you felt when you first met them. Recount the the circumstances, your first date, or when you really knew that you loved them. When, When was that moment? When did you have that realization? What was going on? And then just recount the things that you loved and appreciate when you were first falling in love with them. And the reason that this is vital for you to do inside a relationship that you want to stay in or stay connected with or reconnect with is that if you continually focus on the things that you don't like and keep stacking those up, uh, you'll reach a point at what we refer to in NLP as threshold, meaning that you cross a point where you will not go back. It's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. You stack and stack all the things you don't like to the point where it's almost impossible to reclaim those feelings of love and appreciation, Those that blush of love. Now, I didn't really intend to go into the relationship side of it, but it is part of gratitude. It is part of, that, of those things I love and appreciate. It's how we fall in love with a project, fall in love with our life when you begin recounting the things that you love and appreciate about your life, it makes a profound difference in your relationship to everything in your life. So the benefits of love and appreciation, and I say love and appreciation, um, to me, that's more meaningful than I'm thankful for. And uh, I think it's because I spent a lot of time in retail and I would say thank you again and again. And uh, when I, Identify those things I love and appreciate. There's a different energy and it is the same thing. It's really the same energy. So if you say thank you, I'm thankful for, and you get that feeling inside that you really are appreciative, then say thank you. If you want to change it to I love and appreciate this different aspect or that particular part of my life. Now, I had a client that uh, didn't like either of those. To him, being grateful was more resonant, more meaningful to him. So he would say, I'm grateful for. Bottom line is, it doesn't matter exact word you use. It's about what feeling does it call up inside you. The feeling that should come up is one of love, one of joy, one of appreciation. Now, let's talk about the word appreciation a little bit. When I use it in love and appreciate. I think of the word appreciate in the context of an investment because you buy low and you can take anything in your life and appreciate it or increase the value of it. Now, an example that I've used in workshops and stuff, I'll, I'll talk about the chair. For most people, that would be just an ordinary chair, but I can begin talking about it in a way that it appreciates the value of that chair. That has four legs. It sits solidly on the ground. It doesn't tip one way or the other. And the seat is really comfortable. It's one of the most amazing seats I've ever sat my butt in. And frankly, when you're sitting there, you can just focus on the speaker and take in all the information. You're not even thinking about how comfortable or uncomfortable the chair is. You just accept it. And it's just so amazing for a chair, don't you think? And now again, this concept feeds into that idea of going for low hanging fruit or lowering your standards, like appreciating the fact that you got up, that you woke up again, like what what part of your brain knows when to get up? I mean, isn't it amazing of the processes that go on and what parts of your mind and you activate your body in order to rouse yourself up from a sleep? I think that's just an incredible process, don't you? And then this morning, I was thinking about my heart. You know, everyone has a heart, as far as I know, and uh, but the heart is an amazing organ. You know, it pumps out 60 gallons of blood every hour. It continually and reliably beats 60 to 90 times a minute for mo- uh, resting, and then it will speed up when it, the, the demand calls for it. It's a miraculous organ, just and then it generates its own magnetic field. It actually changes the polarity between positive and negative ions in your body, which moves nutrients in and out of your cells. And that's just one organ that's in your body. You get the idea. Now, a few years ago, I spent time in the jungle in Honduras, and there's no running water, there's no bathroom. in fact, you can't really drink the water that's available without sanitizing it in some way. And when I was there, the temperature was right around, I think, in the 80s. It wasn't really hot, but the humidity was over 85%. So your body never really uh, was allowed to cool off. The sweat was just dripping off me, and I was wet all day long. And I make it sound bad, but it was an amazing adventure. I loved my time in the jungle. I was there almost a month, and it really impacted me in a profound way. But when I got home, I had running water. I had hot and cold water, and I could allow the shower to, like, the water was could get in my mouth. And I could spit it out or drink it right there and not worry about parasites, not worry about, you know, bacteria. And then there was a flushing toilet right there. I didn't have to wander off in the bush or, you know, farther away. I didn't have to worry about mosquitoes as I'm, you know. (laughs) You know, there's a lot to be thankful for in our day-to-day. There's so much we take for granted. And so when someone says, I have nothing to be thankful for, I beg to differ. You can look. In fact, I've trained myself to the point now where I can sit down and just in just a few minutes write down 50 to 100 things that I love and appreciate about my life without really taxing my brain. And because that lives in my comfort zone. And it's my comfort zone because I regularly recount the things I love and appreciate about my life. So there I said it. I've told you all about it. Well, I haven't told you all about it yet. But gratitude is the most powerful manifesting tool that you can ever use. And I'm going to share with you a process that I've developed in a way of utilizing it that will totally rewire your brain, we rewire your system. And uh, But I've gone too long in this episode. I want to do it in a separate episode. So that will be part two. And that's where I'll talk about the Extreme Gratitude Project. Now, if you're one of those individuals that wants to maximize their ability to manifest the life that they want, to draw in their desires, to become magnetic, to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, to have a new relationship with abundance, then you're going to want to tune into part two, where I'll talk all about the Extreme Gratitude Project and how to actually create a process or a practice where you can amplify your point of attraction. You'll literally rewire your brain. You'll change your biochemistry, your set point on your emotional set point. That sounded weird. You'll, you'll raise your emotional set point to, all, to live in a higher vibe state all the time. So all that and more is in part two of the greatest manifesting tool ever. And until next time, this is Daniel De Novi, urging you to follow your bliss, live in gratitude, and live The Epic Life.